he's an entrepreneur speaker business advisor and number one amazon best selling author he co-founded the most successful dentist referral service in the united states which is 1800 dentist which in his 30 years as ceo has generated over 1 billion dollars in revenue along with this achievement he has also been awarded the conrad hilton distinguished entrepreneur award by loyola marymount university he has written two best selling books for his industry and also appeared in over 200 television and radio commercial he started as an extremely shy person too timid even to make a phone call and transformed himself into someone who has done stand up and improved comedy spoken to audiences of 5000 or more met dozens of celebrities and just by being bold he found his love joy passion and success in today's episode let us chat with fred joel this is the guiding voice podcast series the guiding voice for a better future folks i am your host navin samala just a fellow it professional and on a mission to shape the careers and lives of millions across the globe in every episode we interact with industry experts or thought leaders or academicians or coaches across the globe to drive some insightful conversations that will help each one of you learn amazing stuff also we share an interesting trivia or a fun fact towards the end and you know you'll acquire more knowledge per every minute by tuning into the guiding voice than any other podcast in this space thank you so much for joining me today and we are going to discuss a topic becoming super bold and we are extremely pleased to have fred part of tgv's journey in shaping the careers and lives of millions across the globe fred i'm super excited welcome to tgv thank you very much i'm very excited to be here pleasure having you here and fred let's get started i'm going to ask you my very first question can we talk very briefly about your career journey and top 3 things that have helped you so far like you started as a shy person and now you have authored two books and became super bold and super successful entrepreneur so i would like to hear from you on top 3 things that have helped you so far the first thing that really helped me was discovering the advertising world discovering a a business a career that i could get excited about and that opened me up i i became bolder in that environment because i felt confident in my abilities which i shouldn't have i had a lot to learn but i learned as i went and also got some great training there was a night school that taught advertising writing in los angeles and i did that for 6 months and that was the foundation for my for my career and my business which i later started the next bold move was being encouraged by uh, the guy who became my partner to start 1800 dentist he said let's do this he said we're we're young we can live on nothing and we want to own our own business you know we we were tired of working for everybody and so we didn't know how it was going to go but uh we were just determined to give it a try and it was that that mindset of like hey let's let's uh jump off the high board and see if there's any po- water in the pool you know uh, <laughs> and and so Uh, and then finally the 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 next thing that really changed me to another level of confidence and boldness was studying improvisational comedy 
Uh, I studied it for five years with a company called The Groundlings in Los Angeles. And it really taught me how to be incredibly comfortable and creative uh, and spontaneous when I was on stage. And then it, that carried into every meeting that I had, every encounter I had. It really changed my ability to relax and communicate and be th that full spontaneous self that I so wanted to be. So those were the three things that really made me who I am and who I continue to be, who I continue to grow as a person. Maybe this uh, improved comedy might have contributed a lot compared to other two things. I don't know if I'm correct or wrong, but typically if somebody is doing this comedy, they don't care about who is around and uh, probably perform at that speed, right? Do you agree with that? Uh, yeah, I think you just, you learn to trust the other performers and there's, there's the little secret that's, that actually is transfers to a lot of uh, social encounters is you, when you're creating a scene in improv comedy with other actors, you're not concerned about the outcome. You're just trying to add your bit your, to build on the scene. You're not taking responsibility. You're not aiming for some big payoff at some point. You're just building. And when you do that, when you're with people, when you're in situations, you're not worried about the outcome. Even in a sales situation, if you're just more focused on connecting with that customer and finding out what their problem is, what their need is, then you can just offer your, your business as a solution or say, you know what, I, I don't think we're a good fit for you. Because if you're not, it, just admit it and don't try to talk somebody into something that isn't going to be valuable for them. But to, to become less concerned about the, the outcome and more focused on adding value, which is what you're doing in improv. You're adding yeah. value to the scene in a positive way when you're doing it with anyone. You know, you want to meet, uh, you see a business person that you'd say, geez, I would really like to meet them. Just go and be interested in them. Don't be yeah. a, a slobbering fool. Just you know, you know, just gushing at them. Just say, "I really wanted to meet you. I've, I've been really impressed with your work. Uh, what's the most interesting thing that's been going on for you in your personal life in the past couple of months?" And yeah. and open them up in a different avenue because nobody asks them that. They're all looking for business advice. Yeah. So you just go a different way, but you're doing it. You're doing it, and that doesn't sound like you have any need for an outcome, right? You're just trying to find out, you know, how what's going on in their personal life is, and they'll, and they'll all of a sudden they'll say, my son just became, you know, a uh, lacrosse champion in, in, on his high school team. And you can tell how excited she is about it. Right. And you just say, tell me more about that. That sounds amazing. I, how, how did she do that? Or he do that or whatever. And you end up having a real conversation where you connect person to person. It's very powerful. Mm -hmm. So now uh, let, let's talk about you being a timid person now become a super bold. Likewise, can everyone become super bold? What do you say? I, I, if I can do it, anybody can do it. it is, and it can be learned. A lot of It looks like bold people were just born that way. And some people are, it's what they were, they were naturally allowed to express their boldness and openness and nobody inhibited them. 
mm-hmm. and they created that they realized what bold people know, which is nine times out of 10, nobody stops you from doing anything if you just act like you belong there. And that if you don't become attached to rejection and embarrassment, you it's a choice to become embarrassed. It's a choice to feel rejected. They learned this somehow very early on. And it creates a tremendous positive feedback loop when you do it because 99 times out of 100, something goes your way somehow. Even mm-hmm. failure. They just so, oh, this is just more information, right? For me, to, I, I've totally bungled that interview. I have totally messed up meeting that person. What, what, how can I do that better? That's all they think about. It's like I can I can fix that. I can do that better next time. They don't they spend they don't spend three hours or three years beating themselves up. And so this is what can happen when you decide to learn to become bolder. I was so shy, I couldn't make a single cold call. I got hired by this guy and he he, he said, I think you could be really good at this. And I couldn't dial the nut phone one time. And he sent me back to the machine shop where I was working before. And I, and I went like, this is ridiculous. What is, what is stopping me? And it's all of these things inside you and these voices in your head. And you have to stop. You won't be able to shut them up, but you have to stop listening to them and create a, a desire to, to discover what's possible in your discomfort zone. And that's what I did. I, I looked at bold people and I said, I want to be comfortable like they are. And the only way I'm going to do that is to start by being uncomfortable and just do and just bumble along till I don't feel uncomfortable anymore. And it took me a long time to do it, but I was getting the rewards. I was I was getting the positive feedback loop from putting myself in these situations and great stuff would be happening. And I'd say, "Wow, I was really wrong about this. I was really I thought I would be embarrassed or humiliated or people would kick me out or, or this person would reject me or they wouldn't want to talk to me. Had all these stories in my head, I would be wrong all the time if I just went and, and, and put myself out there. And so I, I said, I've got to teach people this because I had taught some high school kids that boldness is a superpower. I said, if, if I were your age, that's what I'd want to know is that taking your confidence and putting it and building it and expanding it and putting it into action by being bold will change the whole trajectory of your life. And they said, yeah, that's great. How do we do that? (laughs) Because I'm insecure and I'm underconfident and I'm worried about failing. I'm worried about being embarrassed. And I said, all right, I got to put it into a book. I got to break down how I did it and make it so that it can happen much faster for people. And so that's what Super Bold, my book is about is how to move yourself gradually up, up, up uh, to higher and higher levels at a pace that you can handle it, at, at a rhythm that's that's not too much that sends you back into your shelf to hide for five years. But you get a little bit stronger and you go, wow, that, that, that was different than I thought it was going to be. And all of a sudden, your comfort zone gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And you just and you don't become a different person. You just bring the full you to every situation where you want to, and you don't miss opportunity. Bold people are never the ones to stop themselves. They let somebody else try. <laughs> a lot of times they find a way around that person who's trying to stop them. And it's it's not that they're robbing banks or something like that. They're just seizing their life and they're chasing their dreams. It, it makes sense. And now, Fred, uh, let's talk about uh, the 
dependency or relation between being bold and financially successful like which means if i become bold can i be successful in earning or making more money yes and it's not because you're so bold that you're that you're making giant risky <laughs> investments all the time that's that's not boldness that's uncalculated risk boldest people i know are really good at covering the downside when they do things so it, what's the way you apply your boldness is to when you're in business and you're trying to achieve financial success is you're meaning the people that can bring something to you that can, that can add value to you and that you can add something to them in and in, in some way in that value and so, and and sometimes it's a mentor who wants to give back i know you know successful people in their 50s 60s and 70s they love helping young entrepreneurs because it's like going back into your past and fixing the mistakes that you made it's like you don't have to make this mistake i already made it make find a new one and just to watch that entrepreneur learn and and thrive and and that's what that's what your boldness as a young entrepreneur is is you learn to ask for help it takes boldness to ask for help it takes boldness to ask for feedback like where am i messing up where am i confused where am i not good how do i get better that takes humility to ask and boldness it takes a certain amount of ego to start a business but then it takes humility to succeed it's an interesting reversal that happens but it takes boldness to say i'm not sure how this is going to go but i'm going to try anyway and what bold people know and this is a really simple and profound thing is that trying and succeeding is great trying and failing isn't as bad as it sounds not trying feels bad not trying is what gnaws at you trying something and failing at it if you just say wow that didn't go anything like i thought it was going to be where's the information in this that i can get better because i'm not giving up and you know the example that i always use is in the restaurant business 80% of first time restaurant owners fail 80% 60% of them never try again but 75% of the people who try a second time succeed so it's this interesting thing is like it's only a failure if you if you choose to say i'm giving up right i'm not going to try again Uh, now you maybe find out you hate the restaurant business, and that's that's a reason to stop. You're like, I thought it was going to be fun. I hate every minute of it. You should be doing something that's hard but fun at some point. It's not going to be fun 24 hours a day, but you know you're going to be taking risks. You're going to say I, that bold move is to say I don't know how this is going to go, but I'm going to give it everything I got. i love that recent example and uh, in fact i've seen that happening uh, around me a few of my friend circle like uh, most of them have quit and somebody who restarted they are successful and thanks for bringing that up fred let's talk about the impact of uh, being bold on the positive outlook in the life again is there any correlation around that saying that okay if i am bold probably i might see things positively and maybe i'll achieve positive outcomes so on and so forth what's your take on that I think what happens when you start to live a bold life is you is you start to see the world from an abund an abundant viewpoint 
as opposed to a scarcity viewpoint. And that is a that is a transformational shift in mindset. Because if you think, oh, there isn't enough opportunity or isn't enough money, there aren't enough customers, you know, I got to compete with everybody and I got to beat them. When bold people say, wow, there's tons of opportunity. There's tons of customers. There's tons of money. There's tons of investors. uh, There's tons of ideas. You realize you can't even get to all the stuff you'd like to because there's so much reward coming to you. And you you say, wow, I, I tried something really hard and I got a lot farther than I thought I was going to get. I didn't get all the way where I thought, but wow, I, I got pretty far before, you know, I got my butt kicked. But that's that's kind of encouraging. It's like in sports. If, if you're learning a sport and a couple of years in, you start to work your way up the rankings. You don't have to be the, the state champ or the regional champ or, or something like that. You just say, wow, I, I just beat somebody. I, I watched them play and I thought they were great. And I've worked my way up to actually beating them a couple of times. That becomes rewarding. And it's because you just said, it, instead of saying, oh, I don't want to do that because I, I'm going to lose. I, I, I'm gonna, I don't want to play tennis with them because it's going to be humiliating. Uh, you know, the example I use is I had I had the opportunity to meet Sir Richard Branson at this. I was on his island and he asked me if I played chess. Uh, we were just sitting there watching actually a tennis match. He said, do you play chess? And I said, now, I hadn't played chess in 40 years. So the answer is, no, I don't play chess, right? But I um, instead of saying, oh, no, I mean, he's going to beat me in five minutes. He's going to think it's stupid that I said that I even played chess. I didn't listen to that voice. I said, yeah, I play chess. And so he says, he yells to somebody, bring a chess board over. We're going to play. And we sit down and play. And I play such an unorthodox game because I'm trying to remember how to play as I play that he can't figure out what I'm doing. Right. It's making no sense to him uh, because it doesn't seem to have a strategy which was accurate. And all of a sudden I beat him and he just looks at the board and he goes, what? What? And he calls me a terrible name. And then he immediately sets the chessboard up to play again. And then we started talking about politics and all sorts of other stuff. And then for the next week that I was there, he kept trying to find me to play chess or he'd say, sit across from me at dinner with all, all like 30 people. And he'd say, sit across from me because he, I knew how to talk to him like a regular human being, but we had also played chess. I had done what he liked to do instead of, oh, what can I get from Richard Branson? What business advice can he give me? Can he, you know, invest in my business? I, I had no desire for any outcome except to play with him. And I just said, yes, I'll play chess. It's, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a big deal to just say yes. When you think, wow, this is a really, this is not going to go well, probably, but I'm going to do it anyway. Interesting. Very interesting. And, and now Fred, I will uh, change gear and ask some question, which is uh, so strange. Like typically, like uh, I'm into podcasting and at times I really try to reach people and they don't respond and I feel bad about it. Right. Likewise, everybody has their own things and uh, sometimes it makes us restless. Right. So likewise, like since you have so much of uh, experience and you have seen the tides and you have seen so many ups and downs and everything. So what's your take in terms of how to be relaxed in any situation? Any tips you would like to share? Uh, it's it's have a couple of important insights. One mm-hmm. is that 
people are not thinking about you anywhere near as much as you think they are. They're thinking about themselves. So we think they remember that stupid thing we did 15 years ago. They have no recollection of it and they didn't care when it happened. But you were hugely embarrassed about it. And every time you think about it, you cringe a little bit like, oh, why did I say that? And then if you ever get to talk to them, they say, I, I have no recollection of that whatsoever. I don't know why you're beating yourself up about that. Doesn't even sound that bad. And so what, what, you're, what, what we're all trying to do is move through life in a healthier way where we don't feel the need to beat ourselves up. We don't, we don't have to turn rejection into to just know that people aren't thinking about you that much. And that it's okay to, that, that we're all flawed human beings and you don't have to take on rejection. I tell people, look, you want a basic a boldness exercise? Smile at 10 people in a row. At the next 10 people you meet, smile. Give them a big smile. Nine of them will smile back. Now you probably think, oh, a few of them will smile back. Nine out of 10 will smile back. And all you have to do is not take personally the 10th guy. Who doesn't smile? Because you have no idea. This could be the worst day of his life. Or he's got bad teeth, right? And he doesn't smile at anybody. So just don't take it on. And when you realize, I don't have, if I limit the number of people whose opinion matter to me, to the people who should matter to me, my friends, my family, my mentors, my boss, maybe my coworkers, but the coworkers start to rank lower. And then everybody else, they should be ranked somewhere around zero unless they are your customers or something like that. But when bold people, they, they don't worry about, Oh, everybody's going to laugh at me. Oh, you know, they're all going to think I'm stupid. First of all, those things aren't true. You have to be, have the ability to say, is that really true? What I just said to myself, they're all going to laugh at me. Are they all going to laugh at you? Or maybe three of them are going to laugh at you. 10 of them are going to ignore you. 50 of them are going to find it kind of interesting. But who care, right? That's the way, you know, just say, so what? Just the ability to say, oh, and I say, if somebody says, oh, that, you know, a whole bunch, all these people are going to laugh at me. And I just say, so what? You're going to, you're going to kill yourself over it? Why, why, why do you care that they're all going to laugh at you? Are you supposed to be perfect? This is where perfectionism keeps people from being bold. And that's their hiding place. I have to be perfect before I launch the product. I have to be perfect before I leave the house and go out to a party. I, I have to be clever at the party. I have to come up with the perfect thing to say before I talk to somebody. Bold people don't worry about any of that because it's a waste of time. People, If you're the cleverest person in the room, half the people don't want to talk to you because you're too, like, they can't compete with you. They just want to have a regular conversation. And you're the cleverest guy in the room. You're the know-it-all. You're this, you're that. Just be nice, <laughs> you know? Be interested in people, and they will be drawn to you. And relax and enjoy the fact that we're all flawed human beings trying to find our way. Excellent. I, I think this is an eye-opening uh, conversation. And thank you so much for sharing those tips. Those are extremely helpful. And uh, Fred, we have been talking a lot of serious stuff about uh, converting ourselves into being bold from timidness and uh, overcoming this shyness and all. But I would like to lighten up the mood of our audience by opening a quick rapid fire round. If you are okay, 
I'll quick, yes, I'll please. open I'll open them. Yeah, all right. So perfect. You can answer very crisply. One or two words max. And uh, let me fire the first bullet. Uh, Fred, what was your childhood fantasy? I wanted to be a fiction author. <laughs> Interesting. Let me move on to the next one. Uh, what would you do if you win a one billion dollar lottery? Give nine hundred million of it away to very specific charities, and put the other hundred million into. Uh, tax-free municipal bonds, <laughs> so that it it threw off all the money I could ever need to still be more generous, but but to also make sure I lived to be 150 years and I could afford whatever medical science had available to me. Spot on. <laughs> all right, uh, here comes my next one. What is one random skill that you would like to learn? I would love to be able to play any musical instrument well. Ideally, the piano. Mm-hmm. Uh, because the piano, the keys already make the right sound. So you don't have to learn how to make like the guitar string or the violin string or the saxophone. You got to learn how to make the note sound not terrible. The yeah. piano already knows how to make the sound. You just got to know which ones to push. But yeah, I don't have that. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And now, what is one funniest moment in your life so far? Oh, recently I was at this hotel and I had, I was with my girlfriend and, I had, and it was late at night and I had locked myself out of the hotel room and it was cold and the doors were outside. It was in Mexico. And I ran all the way back to the reception area because she was freezing and I had to go get a key because I had left the keys inside. And I took what I thought was a shortcut through this long black hallway and it was a fountain with a foot of water in it. And I went in basically head first and full run and went got completely soaked, just fell right into the water. And I got back to the room with the key and she just said like, how could you possibly have gotten this wet? And so it was just one of those ridiculous moments. Yeah, I can imagine. All right, so let me find the last bullet out of the rapid fire. Uh, what is one electronic gadget that you'd like to see or invent yourself, Fred? Well, a teleportation device. I would like to eliminate flying by just being able to zap ourselves from one place to the next very quickly with our clothes on, ideally. you know. I, I wish that becomes true because more than 90% of my guests were telling the same thing. Like, why don't we invent a teleportation device, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, interesting. All right. So, yeah, that was a fabulous rapid fire. And before I let you go, one final question for today's conversation. So, Fred, what will be your one piece of advice to those aspiring to make big in their careers? Start. <laughs> the hardest thing for people to do is just really start something work at it. And so part two of start is anything that matters to you, whatever it is, you want to get in shape, you want to start a business, you want to learn a language, you want to learn an instrument, work at it every day, every single day, never, even if it's five minutes, get to it. If it's important, make sure it gets the most time out of your day. Wonderful. Yeah, I think it is uh, important to get started because many a times people Uh, get stuck before taking their first step and they remain there and that was a wonderful tip and thank you so much Fred for joining us today and thank you for being part of our journey in shaping the careers and lives of millions across the globe it was wonderful to have you as a guest on our show thank you very much it's my pleasure all right
All right. So thank you, Fred. And uh, folks, before we move into the trivia section, here is a small request to you. In case if you haven't subscribed to us, please subscribe from the app where you have tuned in from so that you will be notified about all future episodes from The Guiding Voice. Also, if you have loved this conversation just like I did and found it useful, please share with at least three of your friends or colleagues who can benefit from The Guiding Voice. Your friends will learn some new stuff like you and we will gain a set of new subscribers. Thank you so much in advance. Now, let's hop into the trivia segment of today's episode. You know, today's trivia is about business entrepreneurs. Like, uh, you know, out of uh, 100% of the Gen Z business-owning entrepreneurs, about 71% of them are men. And this was uh, from a report produced by Guidant Financial in 2019. And they found that among the younger cohort of business-owning entrepreneurs, only 29% of them are women. All right. So that's so uh, surprising fact, but it is real. Anyways, today, now that we had a very good conversation about being shy to becoming super bold, I would like to hear your thoughts and feedback about what are the pros and cons of being super bold. And in case if you have also transformed from being shy to super bold, please share the tips with our audience or probably you can share uh, on the social media or email us at the guiding voice for you at gmail.com. The guiding voice for as a digit you at gmail.com. That's all for today. Thank you so much for joining me today. And uh, this is your host, Navin Samala, just a fellow IT professional and a passionate learner on a mission to make a difference in the lives and careers of millions across the globe. Until next time, bye-bye.